Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back at a Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the key studios on this Thursday night with you. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line to be a part of the show. Well, all the conferences, major conferences at least, getting their media days in the book. So the regular season is going to be right around the corner here. So it's not going to be long before toe meets leather as far as a new college football season. Let's head out to the wadeford.com hotline. Atlanta's Ford dealers. Talk to our buddy John Garcia Jr., National College Football Recruiting Analyst for Rivals. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page at John Garcia underscore junior. John, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes uh, in Atlanta this evening. Yeah, good to be on with you. I was uh, I was just in the ATL yesterday for the the big high school media day. So uh, coming back around quick in, in SEC country. I love it. Yeah, you know, I I saw a story um, and, and you'd retweeted it about the um, the uh, Hiram offensive lineman who uh, Jamison Riggs who uh, committed to Georgia Tech over Clemson, Auburn, and, and other schools. Is are are you starting to see some effects from Brent Key as far as getting some better quality kids, getting, you know, some some guys that are now committing to it. I mean, are you seeing some change in the recruiting for Georgia Tech? Absolutely. You know, I, I think the, you know, the potential has always been there, and your audience knows that better than, than I can explain. But I think what Brent Key brings is that combination of, you know, been there, done that, you know, in the SEC, at Bama, all, all those things. But also, I, I think – the, the youth and kind of the modernness he brings to the, to the recruiting game resonates with these kids. And if there's one position where you feel like Georgia Tech's going to out-recruit expectation, it's got to be the offensive line. You know, so going head-to-head with Auburn and Clemson, normally you would say, oh, good luck to the Jackets. But for an offensive lineman, especially an Atlanta area or an in-state guy like, like Riggs, you feel better about your chances from the GT perspective. So I think in that scenario, it makes a lot of sense. And, and yeah, the, this class is shaped up really well top 25 right now on the rivals.com team rankings and that's just not something we expect every single cycle with with tech so so the numbers are there to to back up that expectation talk to me a little bit um because you do know so much about this talk to me a little bit about some of the other schools in the state and i'm not talking about georgia look georgia's at (laughs) a completely different level from even every other program in america right like it's it's almost NFL recruiting, I mean, at this at this point. But talk to me about the Georgia States, the Kennesaws. Like, you know, are, are kids staying home to go to those schools as programs have gotten better? Are you seeing more kids from the Atlanta area 
just gravitating to those schools? I mean, has the recruiting picked up for everybody in the state with Georgia's success? I mean, give, give me sort of the landscape view of, of how recruiting has happened through Atlanta and Georgia, and especially because we have so many good players in this state. I think that's the key, right? You know, Atlanta has almost simultaneously with Georgia's specific rise, has become arguably a top two or three or four metro area to recruit in the country. You know, a lot of teams have always benefited from it, but that, that secret is, is out. So I would say it, it might even be harder for the Kennesaws and the Georgia States to keep those kids home because it's not just, you know, the South Carolinas, Tennessees, and Kentuckys that are coming down. Now you're getting, you know, Michigan's got kids committed from Buford. You got, you know, the rest of the Big Ten. Ohio State is, is heavy in there. You get schools in the Big 12, you know, coming east uh, to, to Atlanta to recruit. So I think it's become uh, such a, a well-established spot that it's a little bit harder for those schools to, to get the commitments early on. Uh, and I think that's, that's the key for them anyway, right? You know, in a talent-rich state, you've got to evaluate early and, and kind of trust your gut with those evaluations. Be the first school to offer if you're Georgia State, if you're Georgia Southern, if you're, if you're Kennesaw State. You've got to be the first couple schools in there to really have a shot because, you know, lo and behold, uh, schools miss on recruits and, you know, Indiana comes down to Atlanta in November and says, hey, you know, this kid's been committed to Georgia State for six months, but he's pretty darn good. You know, and then, then you lose a recruit at the 11th hour. So, if anything, I think it the success and the notoriety makes it that much more difficult for those other schools to keep those recruits in state. Same thing we saw in Alabama uh, with their rise. You know, the UABs of the world, the Troys of the world, were having a, a really hard time uh, keeping recruits in state. We saw it in Florida uh, with those dynasties prior. So uh, it's really become uh, kind of a double-edged sword in that regard. So uh, John Garcia, Jr., uh, joining us here on the WaitFor.com Hotline, National College Football Recruiting Analyst for Rivals. So on the flip side of that, though, are you seeing where schools like the Alabamas and the Auburns and Tennessees are having a harder time making headway in, in the state? Um, I mean, obviously, Georgia's you know, ruling the football world right now, but are, are schools that have come in and had success? Because, again, we, we talk about basketball and, and I never understand why. Well, again, mostly because Georgia's not a very good basketball program. But, you know, again, it, it's been such a bugaboo that from the basketball standpoint, there's so much talent in the state and in Atlanta, but we don't keep many of it in much of it in state. It all goes to Auburn and Alabama and Ohio State and places like that. From the football aspect of it, are you seeing kids committing more to schools in state now with the rise of Georgia or Programs like Alabama, you know, Auburn and things like that having trouble making headway in some of the state now? Yeah, I think that's that's a great question. You know, look, Alabama is always going to have a shot, right? I right. think that's the one school where you feel like it could still be almost a coin flip between an Atlanta native. And it goes the other way, too, right? Birmingham natives who get that Georgia offer early. Are, are headed over there, right? You know, look at George Pickens, Lasseter's a great corner right now. I mean, there's, there's a lot of Alabamians that are making plays in Athens, so it does go both ways. But I think for everybody else, yeah, it's incredibly uphill uh, because you're, you're competing with, like you said, a, a program that is basically selecting their, their next crop of recruits, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I, I think that's really where – if you want to come in and win uh, against Georgia, it's got to be a heck of a long-term plan like 
uh, Sammy Brown, you know, from, from Jefferson, who's committed to Clemson. You know, that was a long-term two- or three-year recruitment uh, that, that Dabble Sweeney had to, you know, get involved in on his own to, to come in and win uh, for, for a guy in this area. So it does happen. It just doesn't happen very often, especially on defense. Uh, and that's what comes with, with success, right? These kids, we, we forget as, you know, as, as older college football fans and sports fans in general, you know, these kids don't remember, they don't have the history, the knowledge that we do of other programs being great. I mean, there's there's kids coming up in high school ball right now that don't remember Cam Newton uh, winning that Heisman mm-hmm. Trophy and, and going on that crazy run. They don't remember Tebow, RG3, Johnny Football. So uh, the recent runs really carry more weight than, than we could really imagine because the target demographic is, is so young and obviously so impressionable. Let me ask you uh, this question. I meant to ask this about when, when I had you on the show last time. Dylan Riola, you know, heading uh, to Buford uh, High School, and they are certainly one of the legacy programs, you know, in the state of Georgia and certainly yeah. you know, one of the legacy programs in the metro area. Again, he's going to end up going to Georgia, but what, what does it mean for him to go to a Buford, to be closer in-state? Like, what, what is the biggest thing about that kind of move and getting into the state and into the high school football program that benefits Georgia the most out of this? I think for, for Georgia, what, what benefits is, is the name, right? I mean, the, the one, one of the few positions where Georgia hasn't had that banner um, recruit, you know, from wire to wire representing the dogs has been quarterback. A lot of the great quarterbacks in the state of Georgia have departed, right? You can rattle them off, you know, to Trevor Lawrence, Sean Watson, uh, even Justin Fields via the portal uh, a year into his Georgia career. So for him to be sort of waving that flag before his senior season begins as such a notable national program, I think says a lot uh, for Georgia. And then for Dylan, this is such a step up in competition. You know, uh, he, he's played in, in Texas at a small level. He's played in Arizona. I mean, playing at Buford is going to be its own animal. Um, and by all indication, he has absolutely hit the ground running despite all of the eyeballs and all of the pressure that comes with it, which I think, you know, sort of reflects his lofty ranking and and, and unanimous five-star status. So I think it helps on both fronts, and it'll certainly help with recruiting overall, right? Easy, quick trip up to Athens for what we would expect every home game to help be an extension of of that coaching staff. Dylan's a very, you know, high-energy, you know, nudge-you kind of kid, joke-with-you kind of kid. So he's the type of personality that others do gravitate towards as well. So I do think this has benefits for both Dylan making the cross-country move and, of course, Georgia to sort of, uh, you know, get that perception a little bit more on track, um, you know, relative to the, to the last five, ten years or so. John, I want to ask you about an, another program that, that I am very intrigued by this year. And, and I, you know, I, I host our – I'm one of the hosts for our college football show on Saturdays through the fall, and – I really always tend to latch on to a a team that you know isn't Georgia, you know, or Alabama or something like that 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 could make the playoff. And I'm I'm fascinated this year by Florida State, and I think that there is a lot of old school about Florida State this year. A, a, a terrific quarterback in Jordan Travis, Sermon coming back. I mean, Jared Verse is one of the most you know dominant defensive players in the country. Maybe could have been a first round pick in the NFL draft last year. You know, yeah. Mike Norvell's got some good things going down there, and it's taken him a few years. And I do think college football's better with a Florida State being a really good program. Have you seen an uptick in their recruiting, 
how much excitement has there been around Florida State to have a team that can contend again, and is that bringing kids in, you know, to the school again? Absolutely it is. You know, we, we just talked about how perception is so important to these recruits, and you, you talk to a kid in, in Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Jacksonville, wherever it is, whatever city it is in Florida, they know Florida State has it right now within state lines, and that's such a big deal between, you know, Miami and, and the University of Florida itself. Uh, so FSU having that cachet and that perception it is a huge deal uh, for recruiting, and naturally they're, they're off to a really strong start. I think tomorrow they're going to get their class headliner and five-star Charles Lester. They, they've got um, a great group already on board, and, and they've done incredible work in-state uh, and beyond. You know, they've done really well in South Georgia. They flipped Landon Thomas from the Georgia Bulldogs, kid out of uh, uh, Colquitt County. And, and then, look, you talk about relevance, uh, especially in this, this market that we're on right now. I mean, Florida State is the trendy school for, for K.J. Bolden out of Buford. I mean, this is a Georgia FSU, maybe Ohio State battle with, with about a week to go. And talking to K.J. yesterday, I mean, he, he lights up talking about Florida State. So I do think that um, they're hot right now. Everybody recognizes it, um, certainly within the state, but it stretches even beyond. And that's when schools get dangerous. You know, even for Georgia, think of LSU in 2019, Florida State in their heyday. To be great, you, you've got to recruit beyond your state, even if you're in such a great state like, like all these schools are. And FSU certainly has that opportunity if uh, reality meets the expectation that, that has been bubbling uh, ahead of the season. Last question for you, John. Um, you know, Tennessee had a magical year last year. And, again, besides just the winning, they with Josh Heupel there, they're a dynamic offense. Like, they, they have a lot of weapons, but, but they also play a really good style of offense. And they are a very much attack mode type of offense. Yeah. When, when, you have, when you have something like that and you have – a coach like that in place, how much do you start to see kids really gravitate to the idea of it's not just the success, but the style that a coach brings to a big program like a Tennessee? Absolutely. Look, if you're a quarterback, a receiver, a tight end, um, even an offensive lineman, you want to go fast. You want to put pressure on the defense. And, and there's not a lot of programs uh, illustrating that better than, than Tennessee did in, in 2022. So that stuff absolutely not only flips perception, but it changes reality and it increases your ceiling at those positions in particular. And you look at it, uh, they brought in a five-star quarterback last year. They just got five-star Mike Matthews from, from Parkview. You don't, you don't win those battles without a true uptick, uh, not only in perception, but in that reality. And look, it's fun, right? I mean, these kids yeah. all come up now playing seven on seven. Uh, it's street ball, right? You know, Hey, Go down, and there's there's two guys down there. Whichever one he breaks towards, I'm throwing to the other 50 yards down the field. That's what we're doing, in, you know, in the playground, right? So to have offenses that emulate that and really push the ball vertically with success, it's something that's always going to resonate. So it's not a huge surprise to see Tennessee recruiting well after this, this breakout season again, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. And it's carried over to defense as well. There's, there's a lot of buzz in Knoxville, and, and uh, recruiting has, has followed along suit, as, as one may expect. John Garcia, Jr., National College Football Recruiting Analyst for Rivals. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at John Garcia underscore Jr., and he joined me here on the waitfor.com hotline. John, as always, buddy, appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes in Atlanta. Good conversation, as always. We will chat again soon.
Sounds good. Thanks for having me. You got it. When we come back, it will be time for What's Bugging Chuckery. I mean, doesn't everybody have an epiphany when $10 million is floating out there? Uh, that's up next. Chuckery in the Key Studios. Sports Radio 92 in the game. Odyssey.com now. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.